Welcome to the Real Talk Education Podcast, where we dive into the real topics facing real teachers, leaders, and students with your host, Marlena Gross, EEI champion, national ed thought leader, and founder of EduGladiators. Each week, we will discuss the topics that might be keeping you up at night as an educator or parent. This is not an echo chamber podcast. We will unapologetically examine the real challenges in education, plus provide insights and tips to help you navigate all the things, including curriculum, leadership, DEI, student engagement, advocacy, misinformation, and more. Pop in your earbuds or crank up your speaker because it's time to have some real talk about today's topic. Hi friends, this is Marlena Gross, your host of the Real Talk Education podcast, and I'm excited to come back this week with probably one of my favorite episodes ever to share with all of you, because today's episode is all about the hidden superpower of the movie Black Panther and how it actually boosts diversity in STEM-related fields. So let me just say that, number one, this will not be a spoiler alert episode. So if you have not seen the much-anticipated sequel of the blockbuster hit Black Panther, and the new movie is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, run, do not walk to your nearest theater to fully understand the hidden superpower of this movie. Now, for the entire month of November, we have been focusing on college and career readiness on both this podcast and in our weekly Saturday Edu Gladiators Twitter chat. And yes, we're still on Twitter for now. <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out. But we are still uh, going strong each Saturday at 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 30 minutes for questions that will really help uh, drive you drive you to action uh, and, and really push your thinking around tons of topics. But for the month of November, we are focusing on college and career readiness. So in this episode, which we will talk about as well in the upcoming um, Edu Gladiators Saturday chat, we are going to really uh, close the loop, if you will, and have some real talk about how representation absolutely matters and the impact positive black role models, particularly those role models that are in our uh, STEM related fields on the big screen has in changing the mindsets of black students and their teachers who are often white and what can be achieved as a minority, particularly as a black or brown minority in this country. So in today's episode, you're, you're going to learn about the hidden superpower of the Black Panther franchise, the impact of black STEM career role models, as well as five top strategies to increase diversity in STEM that you can actually be an ally to and be an instigator or an organizer for in your school or district. So let's jump right in. So to some, let me just say, Black Panther is just another superhero movie. But 
let me tell you that it is so much more than that. Obviously, the movie was a first in many categories of cinema significance, such as the first major superhero of color um, that was the main character on the big screen, and also having a predominantly black cast and to do so well. The first movie broke all kinds of records and was even nominated uh, for a few Oscar awards. But the superpower of the Black Panther franchise, including the first movie and even uh, the latest addition to the franchise that just came out this past weekend, is a continuous theme of Black people creating innovating and advancing in STEM, which is for those of you that might be new to the podcast or maybe not an educator, STEM means science, technology, engineering, and math. And the depiction of greatness as opposed to the negative visual presence of Africa that we often see in the media today. You know, the representation of a successful black world is something that honestly, elderly baby boomers, um, Gen Y and Gen Zers, and even millennials really have not seen, fictional or otherwise, until now. Now, some of you might recall the big, uh, the big screen movie Hidden Figures, which was actually a true story, a documented real life story of three exceptional women mathematicians who were the backbone of our space program and accomplished that during the Jim Crow era. Now, this fictional Wakanda in Black Panther is a wealthy, uncolonized, and I really want to stress uncolonized technically and scientifically advanced world that's filled with kings and queens and a continuous theme of black women excelling in technology. So let's go back just a little bit further into how Black Panther was even created. And it's important to the larger, larger story here. So Black Panther was actually created in the comic books uh, in 1966 by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And in the comics, Black Panther, which is uh, the character's name is T'Challa, is the first black superhero character in mainstream uh, comics. And T'Challa, or the Black Panther, originally originally appeared as a guest in the Fantastic Four Marvel comic uh, books. Now, as a Black character created and initially written by non-Black authors, guest starring in the pages of a book headlined by white characters, T'Challa still had many of the classic attributes of what is now sometimes and even controversially known as the magical Negro and American cultural criticism, which actually has its origins in the well-meaning but problematic practice of inventing near or beyond perfect black characters to support stories that actually star primarily white protagonists. Now, through all of the improved writing of T'Challa in the comic book world, um, his spectacular scientific ability 
has always remained constant and prominent. Even in the fictional world of Wakanda, where T'Challa is from, Wakanda continues to be a successful African nation across the comic books from 1966 with astonishing science and technology. And for those of you that are really plugged into the Marvel world, the um, the the ore that makes that is the backbone of the superpower, if you will, of Wakanda as a nation is vibranium. And that mineral or ore is actually what Captain America's shield is made from, just so you can kind of see that cool connection. But that's not really why I want to talk about, about uh, the vibranium or, or the Wakanda nation. It's really about how this is one of the first examples even through the comics in 1966, even though it was written with well-meaning but maybe problematic uh, invention uh, there, that Wakanda continues to be a successful African nation. And that is simply not what we see in today's world. It's not what we see in today's media. Normally when we see anything dealing with Africa, it deals with poverty or all the things that actually we struggle with as a country of our own citizens, but that is literally the entire story that we see around Africa. Also, in the comic books, which I absolutely can appreciate, and this is really important, is that T'Challa is not portrayed as an anomaly among his people for having such incredible scientific ability. In fact, there are many great scientists and engineers in the fictional world of Wakanda, including his sister, uh, Suri, who is arguably an even greater intellect than he is. Now, if you've watched the movies and you've watched the first uh, Black Panther, you'll see that his sister, Suri, is absolutely one of the main creators of all of the cool innovations of the of the uh, Black Panther outfit and all of the different um, tools that's at T'Challa's disposal in that uniform to help keep him safe as he fights for the world. Now, why is this so important that he is not an anomaly? Why is it so important that this view of Black people uh, and view of black people in Africa is actually a positive one. Well, I'm gonna pull out a, a trusty dusty here, uh, White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. And she actually writes about the importance of having those positive role models, period. And why, you know, for most of for most of us in our country, in the United States, that, you know, the story matters and those that write and direct films are the cultural narrators that actually shape our views and our worldviews of other people and other cultures, even in our own country. And what becomes problematic, which I touched on um, just a little while ago about the magical Negro, right, is that those that actually write and direct films are overwhelmingly white. Uh, and actually in the book, White Fragility, on page 31, if you want to also follow along, if you have this book, Robin D'Angelo actually lists examples of a racial breakdown of the people who control our institutions and our understanding of others, right? Now, this was from 
in this particular book, this was from 2016 to 2017. But what I can tell you is that if you were to Google these same uh, instances today, more recently, you're not going to find a huge difference or change. And so just a few facts that she shares on page 31 is that people who decide which TV shows we see are 93% white. People who decide which books we read are 90% white. People who decide which news is covered is 85% white. People who decide which music is produced is 95% white. People who directed the 100 top grossing films of all time worldwide is 95% white. Teachers in our public school systems are 82% white. Now, she goes on to list a few other uh, facts, and it really just hones in on why representation matters. And it is important that we actually tell our own stories, um, we being if you belong to a underrepresented group. So even though overwhelmingly uh, white Americans are in those positions of power, Uh, deciding what we see, what we read, um, what music we listen to. It is important that we have diverse storytellers telling our story, because if not, what we find is that when, um, when especially other people that are not part of that culture tell a particular story of that culture, it normally comes out as being a story that is extremely narrow, um, It is extremely problematic and it may unintentionally reinforce the stereotypes in our unconscious bias that that we need to actually negate. Okay, so that's why Black Panther is really important, because it is a story written and told by uh, black people and it presents a, a, a stark different account of black people and the ability of black people to achieve, particularly in the STEM fields. Now, millions of moviegoers will see black heroes in this movie of both genders using their scientific ability to solve problems at, at truly an unrivaled level in the Marvel universe. And there's actual research that shows that such representation has a positive effect on the interests, the outlook, and the career trajectories of its viewers, particularly if those viewers are youth. Many students from underrepresented groups end up genuinely believing that scientific investigation is not a career pathway for them, and in large part because there are simply not enough positive Black science or STEM role models on TV or in movies to help inspire students. And this is why Black Panther is so important. This is the superpower of this particular franchise. This movie literally changes the stereotype for our Black and female students that excelling and loving science is only for, air quotes here, nerds. Black Panther actually shows how black people are multifaceted in academics and athletics and the arts. And it actually disrupts the historical tropes that science is only for white males or a few minorities that have a special ability in this area. In White Fragility, Robin D'Angelo 
also points this out. And she even points out um, President Obama becoming president, the first black president in our country, is often viewed as um, not the norm. That is actually, you know, something that is an anomaly. And so that is what we are wanting to actually uh, disrupt because that is untrue. Black excellence cannot be just an anomaly. It's not an anomaly. I will share that I've often um, told folks, whether it's in the Twitter chats or in speaking engagements, that one of my actual uh, early early careers of, of wanting to be a career anyway was to be a scientist. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't by happenstance. In my case, I was fortunate enough to have a black teacher, my only black teacher throughout my K-12 career in Southern Louisiana. And she was Dr. Walker. She was the only teacher that had her, her, um, her doctorate and she taught biology. And so she was kind. She was uh, just an amazing woman and she was relentless in her expectations of excellence. And she did so with love. And so it was, it was Dr. Walker that really made me think that I could actually be a scientist. Now life might've had other, other ideas for me, but I can tell you that that was one of my first things that I wanted to be. I wanted to find a cure for cancer. And guess what? I still might. It's not too late. It's never too late to continue learning. But it was because of Dr. Walker that saw that in me that also made sure that I was engaged in the right summer programs at both LSU and Southern University to help build my love for science. And she normalized that it's okay to be smart and to be proud of it. Um, in a school where there were so few black students, about 2,000 or so students and um, not even 30 black students. And so she helped normalize that uh, for me in the school arena. Um, I was always affirmed at, at home and in my family, but when I went to school each day, I was often the only black student in my uh, advanced classes. And so she affirm that for me. So having diversity is important. We didn't have a Black Panther then. Now I did read the comic books and I actually read the Black Panther comics to be quite honest, but it's not because I saw it on TV. Um, we didn't have that. Um, we just didn't have those role models. So it's important that we not only, um, use things like movies and TV shows that show excellence across our underrepresented groups, but it's important for our white students too. So it will also help negate whatever stereotypes that they might have just from a lack of, of understanding or learning uh, our full history, our true history, as well as lack of even having a true black friend. So how can we increase diversity in the STEM fields, right? Well, Disney, uh, who is, of course, um, behind the Black Panther franchise, the Marvel franchise, uh, the larger Marvel franchise, Disney actually donated $1 million in grants to nonprofits um, that were providing, that provide, I should say, uh, STEM and arts education, so STEM or STEAM, to young people from uh, historically underrepresented communities. So some of you might be familiar with Girls Who Code, um, Ghetto Film School, The Hidden Genius Project, and even some Donor Choose projects in the U.S. 
um, they received some of uh, the one million dollars in grants. But if you do not have an extra million dollars laying around, you can still help increase diversity in STEM careers with students um, with these five strategies. The first one, host community screenings of movies like Black Panther uh, and arrange for your school or your class to view the movie during the school day or after school. So you can host your own community screenings. Um, You can also partner with other organizations in your area uh, if those exist, depending on where you live, to help um, create those community-free screenings. The second thing you can do is create opportunities for students to hear from real-life STEM professionals to learn more about the different fields. Uh, I mentioned about my teacher, Dr. Walker, who was my biology uh, one and two teacher. This is before we had like AP biology. Um, But she was awesome and really talked about and made sure that I had conversations with other scientists and other folks in STEM related careers so I can see what my choices actually were. And I will say this was a huge impact on me and not just me professionally um, and what I might have wanted to do or want to do, but even how I raised my own kids. Uh, both of my of my sons are in STEM related fields, and I have to give a large part of the credit to Dr. Walker for creating and, and providing me with all the things that are available. And even though that wasn't my journey, I knew what to do and what things to say to make sure it was part of my kids' journey, right? So number two, have those opportunities for. Um, for your students to, to hear from real-life STEM professionals. Uh, the third strategy is to host family engagement sessions to share with parents the benefits and the wide array of STEM careers plus the classes that their child would need to take in high school to prepare for those STEM fields. Family is really important, and especially for our underrepresented groups, our minority populations, um, family holds an even greater influence into what students choose to do. Um, And so it's really important that you inform families in a way that uh, shares with them what the benefits are and what the options are because the parents may not be in STEM-related fields. So it's hard to be what you can't see. So as educators, it's one of our jobs. As gladiators, it's one of our jobs, probably one of our most important jobs next to teaching and loving students is to help their families see what all the opportunities are and what classes their students need to access to be able to prepare for those STEM fields. Number four, partner with local universities uh, for summer STEM opportunities that your students can engage in. Uh, I mentioned before how Dr. Walker, my biology teacher from high school, made sure that I was enrolled in um, our our Southern University and and LSU's uh, summer program. And I forgot to mention this, and I really uh, really wanna make sure that I also mention my Uncle Paul, 
you could probably hear my Louisiana accent now. My Uncle Paul from Lafayette, Louisiana, my Uncle Paul was just a strong proponent of education. And he went to Xavier University in New Orleans, and he made sure that I was part of one of the best summer programs um, that I've ever attended, all based in STEM and pre-med at uh, Xavier University. Um, and I'm just super appreciative of, of him and for his um, encouragement and even insistent, uh, insistence at times around that. Um, and so I wanna make sure I elevate that as well because I did not do that earlier, but being able to go to Southern University, LSU, Xavier University, really helped me see and make connections with people that I'm literally still friends with today um, in all of those different programs and to help encourage and support one another. That was really important. And finally, number five, the fifth strategy, expose students to other movies that highlight STEM fields, particularly that have characters that belong to an underrepresented group. You know, Hidden Figures is a great one. And I I remember, um, you know, a few years ago, what, 2017, I believe, um, or so when Hidden Figures came out and how we had these community screenings. And it was so wonderful. I remember doing that with a group of students myself. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important for, of course, your kids that belong to those underrepresented groups to see themselves excelling but also for, again, our white students to help them understand and mitigate what they might be seeing on TV that is incorrect. Um, So expose your students to other movies that highlight STEM-related fields. Now, this one uh, I would feel is probably more uh, appropriate for high school and or even for you as an adult for your own learning. If you've ever seen The Imitation Game, It is fantastic because it highlights uh, how we actually, the scientists behind our very first computer um, that was initially created to break the code during World War II, to break the Nazi uh, code during World War II. And the scientist that that is eventually credited with being the father of the the computer, of the modern day computer, um, he belonged to an underrepresented group. Um, and so I don't want to give away the movie if you haven't seen it, but one of my favorite quotes, uh, of that movie, of that main character is that, uh, you know, sometimes the most unexpected things come from, uh, people that you expect the least from, right? And so that is so powerful, so powerful because he struggled in so many areas and literally without having his struggle, we would not have Mac computers and, 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 and PCs and all the cool technology that we have, or at least we would be so far from the point that we are now with it. So expose students to other movies that highlight STEM fields, uh, particularly by underrepresented groups. So outside of having a little bit of homework of going to go see Black Panther, if you have not seen it already, um, Wakanda Forever, even going back and watching the first one, if you missed that one, going back to see Hidden Figures, um, watching for yourself imitation game and seeing how you can bring elements of that into your classroom. What did you think about this episode? 
I would love if you would take a screenshot of uh, the episode from your device and put it on social media and tag Edgy Gladiators um, and tag me as well. And let me know what you thought about it. Let me know what movies um, you feel could also help highlight those STEM fields. Let me know what you thought about Black Panther. Um, But I'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Real Talk Education Podcast. We release a new episode each week, every Tuesday. And if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. So make sure you do that. And more importantly, share this episode with someone else that you think might benefit from hearing it. 